really build true intentional, authentic relationships with people. And you will get far more way ahead in that way than trying to like, what can I get? What can I take? How fast can I leverage this relationship as quickly as possible? So always looking for like one to two people that you're like, I love what they're up to in the world. I'm going to build a relationship with them and not needing this like immediate ROI from the relationship. Cause that's not a help. No one wants a friend like that. Yo, 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 what up? Welcome to the Mindful and Ruthless Podcast, where you will learn the mindset, strategies, and the tactics in order to develop a full-stack life. All right, today on the show, I have Jada Sellner, who is a published author, entrepreneur, mother, wife, keynote speaker, and business mentor. Jada was a co-founder of Simple Green Smoothies. Yes, you might have heard of this super successful company through Pat Flynn's podcast, Oprah's O Magazine, The Doctor's TV Show, or Wall Street Journal. Also, they have a published book out on shelves. So the thing is, Jada ultimately chose to sell her shares in the company and start her own personal brand. How crazy is that? Um, so since, since then, she helps visionary entrepreneurs and companies grow online communities with love. In this interview, I talked to Jada about building communities in a meaningful, personal manner, about numbers versus engagement. You know, it's an issue that we all struggle with, right? About growth hacks for personal brands, spoiler, challenges, and about using your personal name versus a company slash brand name, right? Have you been there as well? So I think you'll find so much more also in this episode. Jada is an amazing human being, and it was a pleasure for me to have her on the show. Hope you enjoy this one and gain some nice insights from it. All right, so let's get mindful and ruthless. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mindful and Ruthless Show. And today on the show, I have Jada Sellner with me. Jada, what's up? Hi, I'm excited to be here with you. I'm excited to have you. Like, you are so experienced and have so many things that, like, also that I want to ask you about, you know, my community here. And, um, but just for anybody who doesn't know, Jada is basically the co-founder of a company that most of you might know, at least if you're, you're from the US and so it's called uh, Simple Green Smoothies. And now Jada is like, Jada actually made a bold move and left Simple Green Smoothies, which she co-founded in order to follow her personal calling and, and start her own personal brand and actually lead others other women, and we'll talk about that, um, to open their own their own personal brands and communities, and everything is based around doing it with love, and um, that's what I brought Jada in for to teach us how to do that. So Jada, welcome. Thank you, thank you. I feel like you did a great summary of like, yes, I I am a yes to all of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I love people like. Well, I, of course, I love people that are courageous, like we all do. But um, I think one of the things that um, I'm trying to really bring on this show is like people that really made bold moves, people that actually follow their calling, that actually, you know, persevered through whatever challenges they had their way and against every, what everyone around them was probably saying and just had it like was ruthless with their own vision and uh, made things happen. So like, I'm, I'm happy to have you here. And um, so how about we start actually with what you're doing today? So today you're leading a, a community of women and um, like to open their own communities. And can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so I have the Love Over Metrics Incubator, uh, which is really a community of women who are choosing to lead with love in business and life. And they're looking to grow and scale their company. So maybe they've got a little bit of track record of success. They, you know, they have um, some paying clients, but they know that they want to build a business that doesn't just make money, but also makes a difference, makes a big impact in the world without compromising their health, their relationships, their sanity in the pro- process. For me, you know, I, I do work with a lot of creative female entrepreneurs and founders, and a really big challenge for most of us is around overwhelm because we are wearing so many hats, not just in our businesses, but also in our personal lives as mothers, as wives. I have an 11 year old daughter, um, starting middle school, I know, but I, and I started my first brick and mortar business when she was 18 months old. So she's pretty much seen me be an entrepreneur her whole life. 
Yeah. yeah. And so that overwhelm of just wearing too many hats and also focus, struggling a lot with focus and productivity of just like, okay, there's so many ideas I have. I don't know if anyone who's <laughs> listening right now can like, I, I, like raise their hand to how many like domains yeah. they've purchased, websites they've purchased, and just feeling like you're always in that ideation stage. <laughs> the domain purchase phase. Yes. Oh man, I have so many. I'm like, my, my bookkeeper <laughs> is always like, wait, how much did you give to GoDaddy this year? And I'm just like, oh no. But there's so many ideas that come and that's the visionary. You know, we, we have big ideas. We are always looking ahead at the future and innovation and how can we serve people in a better way. But the, the downside to that is we don't know which way to go, right? Like what's the next yeah. step today? So that's what I really help the women that I serve is connect to their bigger vision because they are visionaries and then creating a plan that is holistic to them and their business, their lives, and then being able to take imperfect action to make that plan a reality and, and bring their dreams into, into the world. That's awesome. That's like, and to just to ask kind of like, um, because you said business owners. So you're basically targeting like um, women who are already business owners who already kind of like left their day job and um, are working on their own business, right? Yeah, you know, I have a couple of clients who maybe they have a full-time job, but they're building their side hustle, as you would say, yeah. right? Or uh, yeah, for yeah. me, I say like your heart project. Like there's cash projects and heart projects. Um, so I do have some clients who, who are doing that and using their full-time job to fund, you know, the side hustle, the heart project. Um, but there's usually, they've got some business going. They at least have like a website. They're not... They're not in the dark, um, but I, you know, I have my build your challenge online course, which is what I, I basically share how we grew our community to 355,000 email subscribers, over 400,000 followers on Instagram, over 300,000 Facebook fans. And I share how we were able to build that community through online challenges. So anyone who is looking, who hasn't even started a business can definitely benefit from that course, but I tend to work with women who are kind of, how do I leverage my time? How do I leverage, you know, how do I build yeah. my community? How do I reach more people? Um, and how do I do a way where I, I don't burn out in the process? That's the part that I, I really support women with is scaling to that next level. So can you support me a bit? Like what you said now is like, you know, um, you got to amazing numbers on uh, Instagram on Facebook and everything. Like basically what I'm, the, the stage that I'm at right now, and I bet like some people are in, in here as well. I remember being back at the beginning with almost no followers anywhere. And I also remember like, um, like in my past communities, I never reached like the hundreds of thousands. I also, I reached like maybe, maybe multiple dozens of thousands, but like maybe, you know, the top was 50K on my email list, you know, which is not a lot, but. No, um, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at all these other numbers, right? I mean, 400,000 followers come on like that's you know five like half a mil follower like that's that's the numbers I'm looking for uh, in the long run but you managed to do that in a pretty short period of time mm -hmm. um, and my question to you is like right now I am looking for that growth hack and everybody like I guess listening watching this live right now are also looking for this for these kind of like growth hacks where they can and I'm saying growth hack because I mean I don't really believe in hacks in a way I just believe in yeah. smarter way of doing things let's call it accelerated growth uh, yeah. so right now you know I'm posting like content on Instagram I'm posting here on this Facebook live like this Facebook group I'm posting on my Facebook page when I can. I'm posting on my regular Facebook. I'm posting on Twitter, which goes directly to LinkedIn in an automated way. So like, I know I'm trying to feed all those, like, but again, the growth, and, and, I'm, and by the way, I just started paying an amazing company to help me with my Instagram growth. So they're like following targeted people for me, yeah. not running a bot, but just manually following people for me. And, and the thing is this, like, I still feel that I'm uh, not doing enough, not growing fast enough. I also care a lot about engagement. I mean, I don't want to grow too fast. What are your yeah. takes on, on these? Yeah, yeah. No, I think this is great that you yeah. brought this up. So there's a couple of things that I think are important to know. One, you know, we launched the Simple Green Smoothies Instagram account in 2012. So not everyone was on Instagram yet at that time. Um, there were a couple of key things that we did for growth. 
that I still think are applicable to, to today, but there's a lot more noise. So we have to also pay attention to that, right? right? But there's a lot more noise. Yeah. There's a lot more saturation. People are a lot more savvy on the platform, but I've seen people in the last couple of years grow to hundreds of thousands or millions. So the biggest piece that I think people forget is making sure that you have a message, a big idea that actually resonates with people. Because so often we're just like putting stuff out there and we're like, hey, I'm, I'm posting every day. I'm posting three times a day. But if you can't get one person to like what you're talking about, you're not going to be able to get 10, 100, 1,000, 10,000, 100,000, a million people to get on board. So I think it's really right. important to know that your messaging is actually resonating and connecting with people and adding value because otherwise we're just creating more noise, more information. Right. Um, so that's the first thing. Then from a, like an accelerated growth hacking perspective, there's three phases that I like to talk about consuming, creating, connecting. And what you're sharing with me right now is you are more in the connecting phase of social media growth, which is, you're creating content, you're putting it out there, but, and then there's the consumer mode where I'm sure some people have been listening here where they're like, oh, all I do is just study where you're just consuming content, just taking in all the information, all the noise, they're like, oh, how, and then you just get caught in scroll yeah. mode. Yeah. I think that the piece that a lot of people miss, they say that they want engagement, community engagement, but it's the connection stage and being able actually to show up and start interacting with the community. Um, so let's use Instagram, for example. Even today, engaging with people on Instagram still works, but you have to do it in a different way. So from a vanity metrics perspective, what you're doing with the company where they're following people and unfollowing people, I didn't do that for Simple Green Smoothies. I don't do that for my personal brand, Jada, but it is, it is a hack. That is a hack to grow. But it's not what I've ever used, you know, and something that we did use that still is relevant today is being able to, you know, look for people who are kind of your ideal audience and commenting, liking their photos, right? So they're like, Ooh, who's Jada? Who's Sadie? Like, let me go check this. Let me go check their profile out. And if they feel like it aligns and resonates, then they'll follow you back. And that it still works from a growth perspective but it feels a little bit spammy now because people are hip to the game where they're like, who is this person that just liked five of my posts, right? Like it's right. like, there's no true connection. It's almost just a, it's an awareness touch point. Yeah. But the connection comes from actually genuinely caring about people and reaching out to them. So you might see someone's post and see their Instagram story and actually respond to it and like really take interest in them the same way that we would build businesses offline. You know, we're walking door to door to have conversations with people. We're going to network events, having conversations, not sure who's going to actually become a customer in the future, but you're putting yourself out there. And so one thing that I like to do is when someone direct message me, so you'll actually get more engagement from direct messages than more of the public ones until you start building traction on your site. So if someone um, sends me a message, says that they like something, I'll send them a personal video back. So uh -huh. it's like you're going, it's like you have to go the extra mile to show that, that you care. And yeah. that's the stuff that people don't do. They just want to like double tap. They want to like, they want to do, do this as fast as possible, but yeah. that's actually not how true relationships are built. So actually being able to, you know, record a video of like, Oh, thank you so much for taking the time to share that with me. That means so much. I'd love to know what resonated with you most, like asking them a question. So the conversation keeps going and it's not just like awesome that was cool so even though it feels like that like if you dedicated 30 minutes a day or an hour a day to actually truly engaging before that's where the growth the organic growth starts to happen is actually being curious and taking interest in people who could potentially be a future follower a future customer a future community member in in the future and then content wise, I don't think that you have to post as much as connecting. So again, you don't have to create as much as I would rather you spend more time connecting and engaging with other people's audiences than spending all this time creating all this noise, but just make sure whatever you're sharing on your platform is relevant and it's giving people, you know, behind the scenes look of what you're doing. Another hack um, that you can do is Think about the top people who, or I call this OPT, other people's okay. tribes. 
So okay. thinking about who, who has um, a similar audience that you would like to serve and actually looking for people who are already engaged on Instagram online. So, um, Saki, could you think, let's, would you say Pat Flynn would be someone that has a similar audience yeah. that you would want to be in front of? Of course. Okay. So you would go over to Pat's most recent post and check out all the people who are commenting and engaging mm -hmm. and then click on their profiles and like their photos, send them a comment, send them a personal video, mm -hmm. that type of thing, because you already know that they spend time on the Instagram platform and they're a very similar audience that you would like to serve. What you're saying really resonates with me. Like, I know, like, I'm, I'm trying to be like, although I pay the company to be on my Instagram, I'm on my Instagram all the time. Like, also, like, yeah. you know, commenting, connecting, DMing, uh, like, really trying to be there. But the thing is that, like, feeling as I can do that all day, in a way, yeah. and just got, like, you know, five new followers or, like, even 10. And those connections will be connections that maybe one lasts because the rest get lost in the feed, right? And don't see me anymore in their lives. So it doesn't sound like a growth hack. It's more kind of like a grow slow and make sure engagement is high kind of thing. But then again, there's a question, where does the five, like half a mil come from in a way? You know, like how do you grow to a large number based on what you just said? Because your tips are amazing. Like I really love them. Um, OPT is like... <laughs> It's like, of course, like, you know, why haven't I done this before, you know, anyway, but saying like, I know I'm trying to give as much value as I can. Like usually when people um, sometimes write me on Facebook, I respond with a voice message because I know it's more personal. Um, I use Bonjoro a lot of the time. Um, I, you know, I try to do all these things that don't scale, but these things just don't scale. Like in a way, um, that's what I feel. What is your take on that? Yeah, so those things actually do scale, but it can't be you that's doing it all the time. So uh -huh. with Simple Green Smoothies, you know, we hired community happiness specialists is what we called them, who would continue the engagement, continue to be a representation for the voice for the brand on behalf of Simple Green Smoothies. And so, like, obviously, you can scale it, it just can't be you that's doing all that because you obviously have to work on bigger vision, bigger projects. You can have a team that you train to, to represent the brand, even as a personal brand. It's like, hey, this is, you know, Team Jada, like reaching out to you. I don't do that. I'm not at that scale with my personal brand, so I don't need to do that. But that would be that next level if you would have ambassadors. Um, and then, I mean, really, again, I said, like we grew that Simple Green Smoothies in 2012, and we had a lot of people giving us shout outs. The algorithms were a lot different. So um, in order to have that growth, you know, scale at that stage now, either you have to have a message that is like it resonates, it's viral. And here's the thing, you can't predict what goes viral. Like there's people who, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, like everyone's all of a sudden, it's like that one post or that one book or that one shout out from someone creates this ripple effect. We can't really like create that out of thin air. All we can do is show up do the work and be prepared for those opportunities to come. Um, another way is obviously paid advertising can definitely scale um, very quickly, but you're not always getting the true engagement. So there's people who have scaled with, with ads, but their engagement is really low. So it's yeah. like, you're I just, playing a game of like, you know, it's always the numbers versus engagement. Yeah. Kind of thing, right? And like, do we want to chase vanity metrics and also just paying attention to, you know, Simple Green Smoothies sold a product that did over a million dollars in sales in two years. And it was like a $47 product. So it's like, in order for us to do that, we needed to be at scale. But people who are selling higher price point products or a B2B, you don't have to reach that many, that many people. And I know we want to change as many people's lives as we can. We want to get in front of as many people as we can. But ultimately, we, we can't truly control that numbers game, all we can do is, is be very consistent, show up, add as much value, engage, connect, which is everything that you're doing. I mean, there's always tiny shifts and tweaks you can make. You could look at your, your feed. Are those photos relevant? Are they resonating? Are your messages really giving people valuable takeaways where they look forward to them, you know, on a daily, weekly basis? Like for us, it's like we're sharing free recipes and people are looking for inspiration. We're like, oh, what smoothie am I going to make today? So 
have you created that type of culture? And I'm not saying specifically for you, but for anyone who's listening, it's like, I can't wait to see the next post. Right. I mean, because it's making my life easier. It's making my life better. So, so that. Yeah. I mean, I, I always think about, you know, like the kind of like how much do I like, especially Instagram, the Instagram game is like a, you know, share your back behind the scenes kind of things. Um, if you're a person versus if you're a business or something, so you share smoothies um, and recipes and stuff like that, which is like making more sense. I'm asking myself, should I bring my the value on, on that level into Instagram in terms of like just sharing like tips for entrepreneurs? But yeah, I mean. Yes, I don't know why you're not sharing tips. <laughs> um, <'cause>, yeah, <laughs> because if it's just behind the scenes, like behind the scenes works for celebrities. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And we start to emulate that. But it's the same thing as when we wrote blog posts, when we write newsletters. It's like, how can you add as much value as possible that makes people save time, save money, make them feel better? So if you're not entertaining them or educating them or inspiring them, then the behind the scenes posts are nice to to sprinkle in as relatability. But truly what people are going to resonate the most is when they, it's like, what's in it for me? They don't really, unless you're a celebrity and like Pat is a celebrity in the online space world, right? It's like, Ooh, what is Disneyland and all that. (laughs) Um, But people who are just getting to know you don't, they want this, what's in it for me. They like, how can you make my life, my business better? So if you're not sharing tips, Uh, are you not sharing tips? Well, I'm, I guess I'm not in my Instagram here in this group. I'm trying to show as many tips as I can. This is like, I'm not sharing here in this group anything like behind the scenes of my daily life in a way. Uh, maybe I should just like kind of mix it up. Here's some yeah, I would do both. stuff. And yeah, yeah I mean, it, it just makes sense in a way. I want to take you back to what you said about having the idea. You said like, you, you said, make sure you have an idea that people can resonate with and you're not just another idea that is already out there. And that, um, do you think it's more of the idea or more of the story? Oh, definitely the story. Like, you know, I say there are no unique messages, only unique messengers. So green smoothies is not unique. Like there are plenty of green smoothie people out there in the world before us. But what made it unique was bringing our humanity to the brand of like, we were different than the other smoothie people out there. So even though other people sharing green smoothie recipes, we were like, oh, we're young. Like a lot of the people tend to be older. They were very clinical and like science-based. And we were more like simple, tasty, fun, young, <laughs> good branding. Yeah. Um, so like finding those differentiators, which are like an expression of who you are. So yeah. it's like being more of who you are, sharing a because me- we're all doing the same stuff. Like we're all serving business owners. We're all serving health and wellness. Like it's all, that's all the same. That doesn't change. But I think exactly what you said, the story um, and also personality of just like people are like, oh, like 85% of the women that I serve are moms. They're married. And it's like, because they can relate, they can see themselves in my story and my journey from when my husband and I were broke in debt and like not living with our in-laws and not sure like which way was up and how we were going to move forward. I mean, I, I totally believe what you're saying and I, I could like connect to what you're saying. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, the, the reason I connected with what you said before, like, you know, you don't believe in messages, you believe in the messenger is like, I, I resonate with that because when I built this community and I, I, when I planned this community, even before I launched it um, and I was talking to, um, to my coach, uh, um, he's the one that really helped me with, with this community. He's like a community specialist. And like, um, I was like, dude, like I'm an entrepreneur. I have my entrepreneurial story. Um, but you know, there's tons of entrepreneurs out there that have their entrepreneurial story. And he's like, dude, don't you get it yet? Like people won't follow this group and mindfulness just because it's like, you know, because of it's another entrepreneur group, people follow you because of you. So that makes so much sense. And I, it's a message for everyone out there that hasn't started their own personal brand. I think that people follow you because of you that, and, and that's another thing that I, I always, told, I always told everyone um, around me that I'm trying to back when I had design blogs and it's for designers. I'm just saying like, I'm trying to get people around me in my community, which I would love to have coffee with. And that makes just sense. You know, this, I want people around me and my email list and my Facebook group around me that are just like me. So thanks for, for clearing, like 
bring clarity to that point. Yeah. Um, and, and now let's get into the love point. You say lead with love and like build communities with love. What is the love um, factor here? Yeah, so I think, you know, a lot of times when we think about business, we think about the bottom line, profit margin, scale, um, you know, conversion rates, and we get really caught up in the metrics and the numbers, and we forget about the humanity and the beating hearts behind those numbers. And behind those numbers is not just the community that you serve, but also the team that makes you know your business vision a reality. Also, you as a leader of the company being able to take care of yourself, right? Of of like self love. Like if you are not okay, then no one else is okay either. Oxygen mask on so, airplane, right? Yeah. So really being able to make a decision to lead with love and business, like what is the most loving thing that I can do in this moment? So really making decisions from that place versus always focusing on the bottom line and P&L statements. And, and those pieces are important. I talk to my bookkeeper every month, we review, we do projections and all of this stuff and definitely want to grow revenue, but not at the cost of compromising our integrity in the process or you know, shortcutting anyone's experience. You know, leading with love, which I think, especially with you, with your design background and UX, like community and customer experience is so important. And, and that's what actually grows your community and customer base is happy customers. Like you think about the end-to-end -end experience of like Apple. Today, my laptop was doing the, the fan, like super loud. I shut it down, open it back up. It was happening last night. All I wanted to do was like Netflix and binge in my bed and I couldn't because the fan <laughs> was so loud. And then I knew I had two, you know, two interviews today and I was like, oh no, I'm going to have to do it from my phone. But I called, you know, I started setting up my genius bar appointment and it's like, if you call, if you choose the call method, we'll reach you in less than two minutes. I was like, that's an amazing really? promise. Like oh. I was just on the phone yesterday with another Oh, I don't remember who it was. It was like a cable company or something, but I was on hold yeah. for 13 minutes and I was like, I can't anymore. Yeah. So just like that difference of that end to end experience. And I like text my husband. I'm like, Oh my gosh, they fixed it so quick. And like, I just had to press some buttons and they guided me and I didn't even have to go into the store. But that is also what can help scale your community as well is, are you delivering an end to end experience where people feel taken care of, feel loved, feel acknowledged, appreciated. And I talk about people want to feel acknowledged. They want to feel a sense of belonging and they want to feel connection. And the businesses who choose to lead from with love from that place are going to rise above all the other companies because now you're not just creating a product and a solution. You're creating a feeling that people can remember and then they can go tell that story. Um, and they'll either tell the good story like Apple, I'm happy, or they'll tell the bad story of like, I was on hold for 13 minutes and like, never mind. So that is like, how can we create, you know, decisions from a place of love, of taking care of our community, of honoring where they are in their journey. Mm -hmm. And so often I see so many people, you know, they're like, oh, I'm going to scrub my email list. They haven't opened an email in X days or they haven't purchased anything in X months. And sometimes people take years to nurture that relationship over time. So when we just look at, you know, these lists as numbers, I want to grow to a hundred thousand, but like, why? And we really have to come back to that place of like, I want to serve as many people as possible. And that could be a thousand, it could be 10,000, it could be a hundred thousand. But as long as like you're taken care of, your family is provided for, you don't really need a million fans and followers. Like a part of that, is like for even for me is part ego just to be able to say it but it's like really thinking about what does that really mean it's like if i have a hundred thousand people on my email list it means a hundred thousand people are saying yes to some type of transformation in their life so if we start to shift it or like i only have a hundred people on my list if you had a hundred people in a room with you you'd be so excited <laughs> yeah it's always <laughs> But as soon as you're like, oh, my email list, like, oh, a hundred people. It's like, we really have to shift our perspective from that and remembering that we're serving humans on the other side. How are you always coming back to the engagement versus number? 
it's, it's the theme for today. It's a good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really, I really think that I'm connecting to your message, like in a way, because I don't remember who I told it to, um, you know, like one of my coaching clients. Um, and she was like, she, she told me how much she got on her medium article, how many people read that. And I told her like, listen, like imagine now you were just like going to a public speaking gig and you had this much people in the crowd. This is effing awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's like, you know, if you have, if you put content, quality content out and you engage with people and then you have like, yeah, if you even have 100 people that are super engaged with you, it's like, again, the numbers don't matter as much just in terms of um, like, the, it's, the, it's the minor thing, right? The, the numbers um, in a way. And that's, that's a realization I really had just, um, I keep having it over and over again. I don't know why. Maybe I just don't learn lessons. But um, I, I first I got hit my, with my email list, with my design, the big email list, the 50K one. We cut it through to, we cut it by almost half one day just because we understood that now we have 50K, but we have almost no engagement. And that's because a lot of people that were on our list, just so you know that people, if you're having an email list, if you have a lot of people you're sending your email to and they don't open your email week after week, Gmail uh, uh, just basically marks you as spam for most of your uh, existing audience. So basically, you, you're, you're effed for life, like mm-hmm. by this email address by Gmail. And, and this really sucks. And we got like really, you know, we, we couldn't do, we couldn't send emails and get a normal open rate, no more. So we cut our engage, like our list by more than half, just left the, the engaged people and then built an automated sector um, section, like of people, like a group of people that it's basically like just puts all the, only the people that opened the previous, one of the previous uh, 10 issues or something like that of our newsletter. And only they get sent the newsletter. The rest just right. don't get sent the newsletter anymore. So, and now, right now, I just had the high goal with my own list, um, I, I, with, with this community right now, I'm trying to scale, I'm trying to grow, and I had a big number um, as part of my six-month vision, and um, I just, th- this week, really, on, on Sunday, I sat down and redid my, rethought my vision, um, and tweaked a few items, and one of them was like, I took the number that I had, and I cut it in half, and I added the word ENGAGED in all caps, like, that's what I want. I want to have the people that were in my previous goal, but I want them engaged. And that's yeah. the most important thing for me right now is like really playing the value game and doing it out of, again, like, you know, love. And, and I think that you say love, you can say value, you can say like all these things that you think about and eventually they end up coming back to you. So yeah. And I will say that we never set Facebook, Instagram, email list, number goals ever. We, okay. we had revenue, yeah. we had revenue goals. Yeah. Um, but not for community. So it's, you know, being able to, to really have that, that message, message that resonates and to make people feel good in the process is what leading with love looks like, you know, just really yeah. focusing on how can I be of most service to you, but never to be set number goals around those. Okay. And so and I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that you shouldn't, I just, I just want to share, like we never had yeah. a goal to hit numbers wise. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Like, I mean, again, you're in your story, you got to so much, like such huge numbers, right? Um, and like, what's behind that? And that's what I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to understand. Like, so yeah, you know, I do everything manually myself. Like we did, uh, we took maybe a company to do some stuff for us, but uh, we were working very kind of like, um, we were doing yeah, well, that. Well, I mean, our biggest list building strategy, which it was what I talked about in Pat Flynn's podcast, were the online challenges, which created community. It created um, structure for people to take action and get results, and it created engagement. And there was it has natural marketing within it because there's scarcity of like it starts on this date and it ends on this date. And that was something really easy for people to share with their friends. So that was really where the big growth happened for us was the list building strategy, um, which was to host something free that added a lot of value and got people results that they wanted to keep doing over and over again. And they were sharing it with their friends and family. So it's like, how can you create something so good that people can't keep it a secret? How can you add so much value that they get results that they're going to tell as many people about it? And there was a moment, you know, we, we were at 2000 email subscribers 
And then our first 30 day green smoothie challenge, we grew to 30,000 email subscribers. And um, how, the same. How, the, what, what did you do? <laughs> the challenge. So it's like um, for, you know, if you want to sign up for this challenge. And then at that time, I think we had probably, I want to say we probably had close to 30,000 followers by nice. December when we hosted our first list building challenge. And so those people, we just shared it on Instagram. We shared it on Facebook. Share with your friends, tag a friend in the comments below. Say, yes, I'm in. Um, and we just kept doing that every three months. I mean, that yeah. is what consistently grew the community, was hosting a free 30-day green smoothie challenge every three months. And I, and I say, make your free opt-in better than someone's paid offer. So make something where you're like, oh my gosh, I should be charging for this. Um, but make it super easy for people. Like don't give them a very complicated program or product where they have to like yeah. jump through bells and whistles and hoops and all these things. Yeah. Make it very simple, easy for them to get a life-changing transformation result that then they credit you for and they're like, okay, what's next? And they're <laughs> that, I mean, truly we grew organically and we grew through word of mouth marketing. And it's because we got people results. We got them engaged. We created an event and experience out of it where people had a limited time to sign up. Mm -hmm. And then we invited them to the next step to a paid offer after that. Awesome. I think that's, that really makes sense to. Yeah. And I, and I have a client who is in my love over metrics incubator for the last 12 months. She went through my build your challenge course before that. And she's grown her email list to 10,000 email subscribers. So mm -hmm. the challenges still work, you know, so that yeah, it's, yeah. but it was a way to leverage your social media following and get, get people to opt into your email list. It's different yeah. than like sign up for my free PDF download. It's like sign up for this experience. We're all in this together. You won't be doing this alone and we're going to guide you every step of the way. Yeah. I think it's like, it's so like simple in a way, just like, you know, creating a challenge. And, and right while you were talking, I had an idea now about the challenge that I should do with this community. Yay! So, yeah, Ask your community. What do they think? Yeah. It, it's so it, it makes sense. And by the way, like today, um, challenges and these kind of contests can also happen with, with some online tools, right? Like there's no against Sumo. Uh, Sumo me. Yeah. Sumo me. It's, it's, this is a tool for the contest or yeah. Yeah. yeah you have, we have so much things to listen to after this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I want to, I want to ask you like, what really, really excites you right now? Like what, what do you have in your like day to day right now that you're really fired up about? Yeah. So I love in-person gatherings. Like uh, when I think about all the things that I do in my work is how can I get a group of women together who are like-minded, who want to make a difference in the world, bringing them face to face, heart to heart has me the most lit up all the time it's it's one of the like it just gives me so much energy so much fuel so when i do you know my live my love over metrics incubator with women it's the in-person gatherings that i love the retreats or we step away from our day-to-day -day, from our responsibilities from our business our responsibilities with our families and we really give ourselves time and space to think and dream like you know some of my top strengths finders are futuristic and ideation. So I love being in that, that dreaming stage and setting the vision, but then creating the plan to actually make it happen. When we're like in the dreaming world and then get back into the real world. But yeah. nothing makes me more excited than to bring people together because I think, you know, online businesses have grown rapidly in the last few years. And so often we're making dreams and plans and project launches and business. We're doing everything behind these tiny screens, behind our phones, behind our laptops. And it just doesn't allow for us to really get into our bodies and create and serve from that place. So just today with one of my clients, just had her like really get into her body to connect on making decisions. We can overthink. I'm a huge overthinker and get caught in our heads and stuff. There's something about just stepping away from all your daily responsibilities to right. really get into that creative thinking space, which I'm sure from you, from a design perspective, like you can't be on the screen all the time, right? Like it's nice to have big post-it papers to like sketch <laughs> things out, draw things out. Um, I'm also excited about, you know, I've been doing my lead with love podcast. I launched it on February 14th, um, taking Pat Flynn's, uh, 
Power Up podcasting course. And that's been just a really fun love affair for me to give people access to mentors and just like share my voice, my ideas. And yeah, that, those are probably like the two things of like, they've been on the wish list for a long time. And it's so great to like have those pieces in place in my life. All right, just wanted to take a short break here. Um, if you listen to this episode all the way here, it means you probably find value in it, right? So, well, I wanted to just let you know that this is a weekly show and it's published first on the Mindful and Ruthless Facebook group that it's recorded live. Yes, this is a Facebook live interview and it basically allows you to interact with the speakers and myself and ask questions as we're recording the podcast and we are trying to answer all of those questions so if you haven't already be sure to search and join the mindful and ruthless group on facebook i promise you you'll find amazing value in joining this community as long as basically joining a community with a lot of other amazing entrepreneurs so all right back to the episode yeah, I mean, like having the the one on ones and stuff like that is something that the 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 in person. Um, yeah. I mean, is like something um, that's also I hear a lot of entrepreneurs talk about right now. Like in a way, like taking their community offline mm-hmm. as well and making these like um, offline events. Yeah. Um, and I wonder, is it is it just like me getting into this world, or is it now a trend, or like you know, um, people are now getting excited about it because I. I Right. It's new. I, I didn't hear people talking about it before. Now I hear people talking about it. Yeah. Well, I think offline events have always been around, but yeah. you know, in the online marketing space, obviously everyone's like scale funnels, <laughs> webinars, yeah. all of these things. It's like, you can pull that exact content from a webinar and make it an in-person, yeah. you know, two hour workshop or like I've done right. four hour workshops gathering women in person. I think because there's, we're so plugged in, right now it feels like a trend because it's a breath of fresh air to not be up behind your screen all the time. It's right. like before we used to work in offices and now we work by ourselves behind our laptops. And so we as humans are just craving human connection. And so I do think that there's an opportunity and it's what I'll be doing with my own business is leveraging both online communities and offline communities. I think that piece is, is, um, the companies that will be able to stand out and sustain through the oversaturation in the online marketing space. Yeah. Um, if people are willing to actually meet and connect with their, their audience and I'm a natural community builder at heart. So I love bringing people together in whatever form, whether that's online or offline. Yeah. And what are some of the things that you do right now with your community to, that you think maybe not like others are not doing? Um, so one thing is uh, that I say is like to surprise and delight or to love and delight your community. So, you know, just being able to, this is for even people who are not paying customers as well as paid customers. Uh So something that we would do is giving each person on our community happiness specialist team, a gift card where they could just anyone like that they see is just rocking it online. Just being able to be like, Hey, I saw you posted this photo. It was super inspiring. And I just wanted to gift you a $25 gift card to Target or to Amazon. Oh. Or so it's like you're kind of just going. And I, I, I've seen actually um, Amy Porterfield has done this before. But we've been doing it for a couple of years. Uh-huh. But where she would just say like, hey, here's a code. The first 50 people or whatever can get Starbucks on me. You know, so it's kind of it's just adding almost like an yeah. offline experience online. Yeah. Um, being able to give them something and then there's this again a story right that people right. can tell like oh my gosh I got this because of that yeah. um, uh, definitely videos are really big for me recording videos for friends for whoever just like in a Facebook message in an Instagram direct message just sending a personal video instead of typing yeah. nice. um, just it's like extra effort but I think the connection goes a lot longer way right. um, and then I mean, this is what everyone, but like being guest on other people's, you know, other people's podcasts, other people's stages, being able to speak and get a, it's the same thing as when we used to guest post, Yeah. right? Like right. that can also bring a new audience to you in, in building your community. Right. And by the way, speaking about getting on other people's podcast and, and um, speaking gigs and stuff like that, it's just something I'm right now also um, starting to get onto. 
it's funny that you say starting. Like I, you know, in my design community space that I was at before I opened this community, I was just like you know the, the common rock star. If you, you know, like I, I I've done um, workshops in San Francisco and in New York and um, and and hosted like events here in Israel. I had like big major events and also you know like gave multiple like speaking gigs like the people invited me aboard like to ukraine to lecture at this conference and pay my ticket and everything like uh, so in my previous space i was like you know and now i'm like in this new entrepreneurial space it's like completely new for me i'm like beginning as a newbie and i'm i'm, I'm enjoying it it's fun but I'm, i'm thinking now like okay so how can i get right now on more podcasts and more state like on stages because i haven't been on stages as an entrepreneur in a way how can i get on stages and, and like like share my story share my message do you have any tips on that yeah so one thing is one just setting the intention so a little bit woo but just getting clear on what stages and podcasts you'd like to be on um just being clear on like what is it that i want and then getting clear about that and writing it down if you need to Because you'll be, for me, my experiences when I say I want to speak at that event, it's crazy. A few months later, the organizer will reach out to me and be like, hey, do you want to speak at my event? And, I, and like maybe in like a week, I was going to get ready to like email them and see if they needed any speakers. So yeah. one, like a woo way to go is just setting the intention of what it is that you really want. Yeah. Um, from a logistical, practical perspective, um, putting your hat in the ring. So often people don't think to go to an event page and see where it says call for speakers or call for admission and applying. So um, an example of a first, one of the first speaking gigs that I got, I applied for South by Southwest. I didn't realize how big it was, but you know, I was like, Hey, we've done this and da da da. But the person who reviewed my video submission organized another event called blog her and invited me to speak there. So it's like, huh. you just have to like, nice. even if you don't think that you're going to get the thing, you have to put yourself out there. Right. Another um, example is I literally like, if I have, you know, Jonathan Fields is a good friend and mentor of mine. And he, he had an event that he was putting on. And I just said, if you need anyone um, to speak about how to build a community online, like, I'm totally open to do that and, and come to New York. So actually putting yourself out there and just letting people know that you're available because yeah. most people probably don't even know that you want to speak. So you have to yeah. let people, let people know that you're available. And then I'll share one more example um, was with uh, the Hivery. There's a local co-working women's space in the San Francisco Bay area. Mm-hmm. And they posted about their big event and I, you know, I went to their page and it's like, you know, speakers will be announced. So I'm like, they must not have all their speakers. And so I just sent them a direct message and I was like, Hey, and I, I shared some stats. Here's what I've been able to build. Um, and they're like, we don't know who you are, but like, let's get on a call and talk. And then like, we'll have you teach at our event where it's like 25 to 30 women, like local, something they do once a month, their entrepreneur lab circle or something like that. And I did that. Um, they recorded it. The women, the founder, she's basically the day after they invited me to speak at the bigger event that I originally wanted to speak for. But it's like being willing to like put yourself out there. I sent an Instagram direct message. I shared how I could add value. If you're looking for more speakers, I'm available. And then we connected the dots in that way. And then relationship building, which Saga, you're already doing being in Pat's, you know, SPI accelerator. It's like building relationships with people, letting them know, Um, they can open doors so much faster than, than not. And I, I feel like every time I've signed up for programs with people who are influencers, that's always given me an extra foot in the door as well. Yeah, totally. Like, and, and also look, like we're interviewing each other, right? Like I'm bringing you on my show. Um, and, and it's like, I see all these um, accelerator, um, um, like, uh, well, even Pat and, and JLD, you know, like collaborating on stuff, they were in mastermind groups together, you know, like all the people that are like growing out of these programs and everything like it's the, the benefits is huge years forward going forward. So I really believe yeah. in that as well. I think like networking is one of the best things that could ever, you, you could ever do for yourself and your business. Um, yeah. And, and I, I, I'd love to just say something around the networking Um, because I consider myself more introverted than extrovert. And so some people might be like, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to network, but 
not networking in a way where it's like, what's in it for me? How can I get to this thing? But really looking at how can you create win-wins and network and build relationships with people that you actually admire the work that they do in the world that I like to use the filter. Would I want to go on vacation with this person? Like, are they that, are they aligned similar values that I have as far as life and business and build relationships with those people? Because most people like there's tons of people that ask to be on my podcast. I'm like, I don't know who you are. I don't have a relationship (laughs) with you. It's the same thing with Instagram. Like I give shout outs to people who have like no followers because they're a friend of mine versus someone who has maybe 10,000. But I'm like, I just feel like you're just using me for, for my access. And so really build true, intentional, authentic relationships with people. And you will get far more way ahead in that way than trying to like, what can I get? What can I take? How fast can I leverage this relationship as quickly as possible? So always looking for like one to two people that you're like, I love what they're up to in the world. I'm going to build a relationship with them and not needing this like immediate ROI from the relationship. Cause that's not a help. No one wants a friend like that. Totally. Totally. And I think that, um, I think, well, I don't know if I, I we should, we, people don't talk about this enough, um, about this thing. And that's where, um, I came to um, to the States in February. I flew in on my own dime just to network and get to know the people that I've been following for years. They're, like one of the main reasons I came to social media marketing world in San Diego is because I heard Pat Flynn's going to be there. And, um, and I just said, even if I get to see him in the hallway for one second and shake his hand, like that's good for me. And yeah. that will mark my success in being in social media marketing world. <laughs> the thing that happened is me getting to know him and eventually also bring on his mastermind group, like the accelerator and, and, and also in the um, being interviewed by Pat Flynn. Um, so the, this thing happened when like there were like, I don't know how many people, but I, I waited half an hour in line just to say hello. So he had like all this line of people in WeWork on, his, on, his, on that day. Um, like waiting to talk to him and just get selfies. And instead of that, I just, I, I, and my coach, Calvin, um, um, told me, you, like, listen, you should just never, like, never come to get something from anyone. Just like, you know, as people, again, like, think they're human. They want to ask, like, how was your day? How are you doing? Like, can I, like, <laughs> can I, and, and so that's, that's how I came up to Pat and everything. And I gave value and that's how I got to know me. And that's how I got to finally be yeah. on this program. So it's, it's those kind of relationships. And also another tip that Calvin gave me that I'm going to take is like, never ask someone for go, to like to take them out for lunch to pick their brain. Um, <laughs> right. It's like, you only have what to gain and they have nothing like yeah. never do that. So I think that's interesting because I used to, be that person that asks people for lunch all the time. Um, <laughs> I don't know, like in the States, but in Israel, it's very, very common. I know it's in, by the way, in the, in the Palo Alto, Silicon Valley area, it's also common between entrepreneurs. It's like, hey, I need you for something. Can I take you out for coffee? Um, <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's so huge that I came to meet someone. I'm not going to mention his name, a very like a high figure in, um, in the Silicon Valley. I told him like, hey, can I just visit you? I'm, f- I'm from Israel. I would, like, I would love to visit you. Um, here in, in your office, like, and just like get to know you. And I was like, just like, let's get to know each other. I didn't have an agenda, but when I came to him, his first question was, how can I help you? And it was, that was like his first question. And because that's what people are used to there. So yeah, yeah I guess, um, yeah, never take anyone out for coffee unless, <laughs> unless you have value to give. So I guess yeah, yeah. it's a value thing. So <laughs> yeah. great, great point. So thank you for, for um, making that part clear. And um, yeah, so I know we're like wrapping up right now. Can, can we hit one more subject before we hit the lightning round? Are you, are yeah, you okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the thing is this, like more and more people are getting into the personal brands and that's what you're doing right now. And um, yeah, so personal, a lot of people are going to the personal brand kind of mode and understanding that they don't have to have a nine to five or like work for anyone. People can make their own money and build their own communities. My question is this personal name. Or, I don't know, other name, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I honestly don't think either is right or wrong. Um, If you're getting caught in indecision, my thoughts is to go with your name. Like, if you don't know what the company is, what the movement, what the big idea is, like the message, um, then go with your name because that will never change. 
Um, and I've seen companies who've scaled to eight figures and it's their first name, last name. And I've seen companies scale to eight figures and it's a company name. There's definitely pros and cons to both sides, right? Because as soon as you start using your name, it's a little bit harder. It'll, you'll have a little bit harder time to bring like team members in to represent on behalf right. of the company, on behalf of the brand. But I don't think either is right or wrong. I just think um, even if you use a, a company name um, to still bring the hum humanity on the voice of the brand forward. So let the founder, like show the face of the founder, let them tell their story, like bringing the humanity into the brand. And then the same thing for personal brand, not just making it all you, but like bringing elements of the tips and the value. And you know, it's not just like, look at me, look at me living my best life. But actually add value um, so that we don't get lost on either side of the spectrum. But um, truly, either one can become a viable business. So don't let that stop you. You don't know, because I have a couple of business name ideas. I've bought domains. I've, I've um, auctioned, like paid like $1,800 for a domain. Yeah. And it's like, but I'm still like stepping into, is this the movement that I want to take a stand for? So it's like, you know, you can kind of just get those domains, but like if you're feeling stuck, you're not sure what the name is or what the big idea, the message, then like first name, last name is the quickest way. And then you can create, you know, families um, of brands, right? That's like, there's exactly. the big overarching and then you can have sub company brands too. Yes. Yeah. So I think, I think it's a nice thing to do because like right now you're just a seller you're going for the personal brand although you mm -hmm. have all this community and you have your the names of your um of your programs and and um but now we have like all these things like right all, all these entities um yeah. i just read uh build to sell um yeah you know that so i, yeah. I read it recently and um and it's kind of like it makes sense to build your business so one day it could sell but now when we're in this like personal brand thing uh it's like okay so we have a personal brand and what we need to now think is about like build to sell revenue streams. Yeah. So that makes yeah, so, sense. Yeah. So each of my programs have like their own domain, like buildyourchallenge.com, loveovermetrics.com. I'm going to create a printed planning journal for creative visionaries. And nice. like that will have its own domain, like everything so that it can build. And maybe it's just a sales page to begin with, but ultimately if I like the brand, if I like the business and I want to stay with it long term, I can build it out to be a more full website that can stand alone on its own, but still be linked from my personal brand. And there's some people who are following you just for you. Um, and so that they can follow you for the journey, as, just like you, you were kind of in the design space and now you're moving. It's like you have that personal brand. You can always be pivoting but people can stick around for the ride of like, what is he up to today? And like have that journey as well. Yeah. Because once you're you, you, I mean, you're you, then you can change and you can change focus and you can change everything. Um, but once you pick a name, like I, I had pixel perfect magazine and I changed more into personal growth and stuff like that. So that's, <laughs> that's all the picture. And yeah. then I had hacking UI, my other design blog, and in Hacking UI, we were like, we wanted to launch something called the Side Project Accelerator. And, you know, that hurt us as well, I guess, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, right now yeah. I'm just a geek driver and Mindful and Ruthless is like my entity in a way, you know, my, th that's the message, I guess, Mindful and Ruthless yeah. is being mindful. Absolutely. But yeah, I'm just, I'm always back and forth. Like, so Mindful and Ruthless, is it my brand name or my brand is like Sagi? <laughs> you know? Right. Like, what, what's the name? Um, yeah, but yeah. I guess we're all in that same game. But you can let things build traction to see, you know what I mean? So it's like, let it build momentum and see if it, if it starts to pick up, it's like, Oh, then it, you know, I always buy the, dom um, the Instagram and the Facebook and the Twitter profiles for every domain that I purchase that I know it's going to turn into, oh, okay. so it might right. turn into something. So it's just like placeholder. Okay. Nice. And then you can build it out and grow it. If you're like, Oh yeah, I want, I'm willing to spend the next three to five years on this. Yeah. But you, you know, it's like sometimes you need to just like date it for a while and see if you really like it. Yeah. And plus it brings you back to the game of buying domains, which is great. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's good. It's good. Um, I think it's a great idea. So I, I should get my phone with this Twitter and stuff like that. Now. Yeah. <laughs> just to finish off, like we have a 
few questions on a lightning round. All right, so first of all, are there any books, articles, YouTube videos, or any channels on YouTube that you watched recently and want to recommend to, to the people? So book-wise, uh, book I love um, this book. I'm reading The Inner Game of Tennis. Like I, I've kind of been prolonging how long I'm listening to it. It's about tennis, but it's truly like all the great NFL, like football players, basketball, like the, the biggest coaches, like they read this book and, and it's just a way of connecting like mind to body and letting your body nice. make a lot of the decisions and not let your, your mind chatter get in the way. But everything I listen to, I'm like, oh my gosh, this can be applied directly to the mindset around entrepreneurship. And I just, I just love it so much. Nice. I actually, I haven't heard of the book and um, one of the people in this community and also that I met recently personally is, um, is um, Alon, who was like, he, he came from like being a tennis coach um, and, and being like a, a tennis uh, player manager, like in Wimbledon stuff like that. And now yeah. he just launched a community of entrepreneurs um, because now he connected just like high achievement with like the, biggest tennis players in the world to entrepreneur high achieving like yeah you know, so yeah it's yeah i love it so i'm gonna get them and then a podcast that i'm listening to right now that kind of like turns my brain off is um dax shepherd's armchair expert he's interviewing like a lot of like directors and actors um and that one's really fun for me to listen to armchair expert armchair expert uh-huh okay cool <laughs> All right. Awesome. And um, now are there any tools that you use for your business that you think most of us just haven't heard of? I mean, I'll just share what I, you know, obviously I use Trello for kind of project managing, organizing, and then I use Slack um, for team communication instead of email. And then um, something that I shared today is Newsfeed Eradicator on your Facebook newsfeed. So it actually, on, just on your desktop, I wish it worked for your phone, but you won't see anything in your newsfeed. You can just oh. see notifications. So then you don't get caught in the swirl <laughs> nice. of watching mindless videos. That's really, really helpful for me. And then I also love the productivity planner um, by the guys that created the five-minute journal and just doing Pomodoros. And yeah, those would be okay. my top. Awesome. Thanks a lot. And then... Finally, where can we find you and, and how can people now interact with you and like get to near programs and, and what you have to offer? Because I bet like from this interview, a lot of people have resonated with what you had to say and with your um, way of leading women into just launching their own personal brands and communities with love. How can people connect with you? Yeah, so you can go to my personal brand website, <laughs> jadaselner.com. So that's my first name and last name, J A D A H. S-E-L-L-N-E-R. I'll post in the comments. Sweet. And I'm at Jada Selner at Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And um, if you are a podcast listener, definitely check out Lead With Love. It's in iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, all that good stuff. And I interview people around creativity, business, and life, and just you know people who are leading with love in their businesses. And I already mentioned those two domains of loveovermetrics.com. If you are a creative female entrepreneur looking to grow and scale your business to the next level, that's loveovermetrics.com. And then I have a free, um, I know we talked about challenges. So I have a free checklist, kind of like a roadmap of how to create your own challenge. So if you go to buildyourchallenge.com, you'll actually get access to that PDF there. I think that's all the things. All right. That's awesome. Jada, thanks so much. Really, really appreciate it. So much value in this call. So, and, and raised so many unique and, and, and um, important points that, you know, just people don't discuss enough. Um, so thank you so much for, for your time. Really appreciate it. And uh, good luck with everything. And oh, by the way, wait, let's link to your TEDx talk. Ah, yeah. What? If you go, yes. If you go to jadaselner.com forward slash TEDx. Yeah. That'll okay. take you straight to the, the YouTube. And um, yeah, I did 15 minute TEDx talk about leading with love and business and how can we like, what if love was your number one business strategy? Awesome. That's, that's awesome. Um, so yeah. And that's new, right? Like that's recently yeah. published. So yeah. congrats, congrats. Thank you. 
you're you're owning it. So thanks so much. Um, and and again, and uh, for everybody, like please connect with Jadan. By the way, to all of you that don't know, we've been approved to iTunes. So now this podcast is on iTunes. Um, we don't have all the episodes yet, but we're now starting to pick up um, everything. I just finished the intro this week. So um, the first episode with Kevin Wayman is already out and ready with the intro and everything. Like So guys, hit iTunes and, and subscribe, Mindful and Ruthless the Mindful and Ruthless podcast. And, um, and yeah, and also another announcement about this show that it's going to be on YouTube soon. So um, I just said uh, Anton, our video editor, is going to take all these videos and start posting them on the YouTube uh, channel, like Sagi Schreiber on YouTube. So everybody, um, make sure to find Jada there soon as well. <laughs> so Jada, thanks, around, uh, thanks so much, and, and I'll see you around. Bye. Bye. And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did I would love if you could help me out and please rate this on iTunes. This is a new podcast so reviews on iTunes go a long way and also ensure that more people will just get to enjoy it. You only have to do this once and not every episode and it has a tremendous impact. Also if you haven't yet I would love to invite you to join the Mindful and Ruthless group on Facebook where I host this show live and also share so much more with the members of the community. This will be a chance for me to get to know you better and I love connecting with my audience. Alright, so until next time, remember to be mindful and ruthless. Ruthless with your gut feeling. Ruthless with your journey. Don't let anybody take you off your path, my friend. Keep on and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace! But the connection comes from actually genuinely caring about people and reaching out to them. You know, I say there are no unique messages and unique The biggest piece that I think people forget is making sure that you have a message, a big idea that actually resonates with people.